0: the official Guns Up Nation podcast, the premier voice for the fearless fans of Raiderland. Let's meet today's hosts.
1: Hey, Red Raider Nation, you're listening to the official Guns Up Nation podcast. I'm your host and co-owner of Guns Up Nation, John Darden. Today we are without our co-host, Mike, but I am absolutely not alone. And today I have with me probably... In my opinion, and really not even just in my opinion, in the opinion of all the people who know I'm doing a podcast with this guy today saying, oh my gosh, we want him to sign stuff for us. We love him so much. I, I have to say, this is probably one of the most beloved Red Raiders in, in recent memory that I can think of. Um, certainly on the basketball team, I think of like maybe Norrence and Tariq um, uh, like are up there on that level. But they're here, they're back here all the time they're, they're still part of Red Raider Nation As all of our former athletes are But this, there's something about this guy That just took our community by storm um, A couple years ago he became a legend Well last year became legendary When he decided to stay Coach Beard leaves Mark Adams is named the coach This guy stayed He grew up playing football. We'll talk more about that here in just a second. But he switched to basketball, if I have this correct. He grew so big that players couldn't tackle him anymore, so they started going for his knees. Yep, yep. So he wanted to keep his knees. Uh, Began his career playing basketball at VCU, then transferred to Texas Tech with two years of eligibility. And all the other things we'll discuss here in a moment. But first, Red Raider Nation, welcome Marcus Santos Silva.
0: Thank you for having me, though. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the show, man. I'm happy to be here.
1: You've been busy the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, I've been busy. Time getting adjusted to everything now. Getting moved on to the pro career, just getting used to it.
1: Okay, so you say moved on to the pro career. I don't think I don't. Uh, there's something that people don't know. What pro career are you talking about?
0: Uh, Transitioning from basketball to the football. I'm a. I'm gonna be doing tight end in the NFL right now. Just been doing work, uh, in the, uh, training with my trainers right now. Just getting used to it right now.
1: You're going that Antonio Gates route. Yeah, yeah. Basketball, the football. Yeah. What the heck?
0: Um, it just it, it was crazy. So I was at I was in school and I was laying in my bed and I got a call from like a number and then I was like I answered it and it was Coach uh Coach Morris on the football Tech football team, Sammy Morris, and he called me. He was like, hey. I usually began calls by NFL teams about my players and all that, but he was like, lately, I had two teams call me and asking, would you consider it? And when that happened, I was just like, ah, it is what it is. But then I started to talk to some more people, and it started to like gain my interest. And then it was to the point I was like, man, I really don't want to play basketball right now, which was crazy because when I was younger, I didn't want to play football. I want to switch to basketball. And then now, um. Decide to do it full time and taking it serious. Uh,
1: that that's that's got to be painful for for Coach McGuire to hear that you want to go play football, and and he's he's got this stud that could have been playing for him. Uh, well, w- he he wasn't the coach last year. Anyway, the football team has got to be thinking crap. We had a chance for this that's guy. It's
0: actually funny with that. Um, coach Morris he uh, invited me to go watch their pro day they had. I think it was a couple of weeks ago, and I was there. And Coach McGuire came up to me, and he, like, showed me, like, a former player from Baylor on the basketball team. He switched over for uh, football and played with the Bills. And Coach McGuire was talking to me, like, hey, if we're able to find another eligibility, would you consider come here? Like, he was telling me, he's like, I usually don't tell these to players, like basketball players, but he was like, you have it. We just teach you and da this. Like, I would want you to play with us. And then after that, uh, Kirby came up to me, and he was like, if we're able to find eligibility, would you consider it? So I did think about that, but then also I decided to just go straight to the NFL because it was talking like um, if I go in the NFL route, I'll do like a one year, a year, a year or two on the practice squad. So I was like, you know what? I'll go learn under the best and just learn from there instead of having that transition from college to the NFL. Sure. So I just decided, you know, I mean, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to just go all in with the NFL. And then also I was getting feedback for some of my friends that are switching over, like my friend. Mo Alley-Cox that played at VCU. That's the starting tight end at uh, the Colts. And he started that way. He went uh, to practice squad two years. And then now he just signed a three-year, $18 million contract. So I was like, you know what? If there's money to be made, and plus I want to stay in state. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go do it.
1: Get this man paid. <laughs> um, why don't you want to play basketball anymore?
0: Because... Um, So, one, I didn't want to get older and be like, what if with football? Like, since the opportunity is here now, I want to be like, man, I did all this basketball, but then I had that opportunity of football, and I don't want to have no what ifs when I get older. And then also, I look at it like, shoot, I'm going in not really knowing anything. I'm going to just base off of my athleticism, and they really like my athleticism. They think they can mold me into what they want. Mm -hmm. I was like, I go in there safe. It doesn't work okay, I could go back to basketball because I've been doing that for a while. Sure. And then now if it does work, I'm going to go all committed with, with uh, football. And then just late, my my mom always told me I'm someone that, like, if I'm interested in something, I'll drop something, drop the other thing, and focus on that. And, like, that just what randomly started to happen with this. Like, before I wasn't, when they brought that, that football stuff, people would tell me, like, you could be a football player. I was like, no, I'm doing basketball. I'm doing mm-hmm. basketball. And then once the season basketball got over, and then like I was seeing if like any calls was coming for me for like NBA and any of that, I was getting more overseas. I didn't really at the time, right now, I don't want to go overseas. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let me do this and try this out. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? I get cut or something. But knowing, knowing me, if I try something, I go 100% at it. and Let's go. So I'm happy about this new journey.
1: So Marcus Santos Silva, the football player. Red Raider Nation, get ready for that. It's a little shift in perspective of this guy. Yeah, That's okay, new, though.
0: Yeah, it's a whole new game.
1: Man, we'll support you no matter what. Thank, um, you, thank you. So so let's talk about, let's go back to basketball, yeah. though. Um, this past year, what, what was it? The last basketball season, going back to one year ago, a lot happened, right? Uh, Coach Beard leaves. Yeah. Coach Adams gets the job. Uh you have some personal life mm-hmm. things happen that that we'll we'll talk yeah. about in a minute. What stands out for you over the last year?
0: um just how crazy last year was to me on the court and then also off the court and dealing with big adversities and losing a loved one compared to now, like where I'm going to uh having taken a big what if on coach Adams and the team. When it was just around this time, literally, it was just me, Kev, Clarence, Buzo, and um, I don't know if I don't think I'm and um, yeah, that right there, and we we're just working out with Adams and um, and Coach Perry, Coach Perry, and not knowing that oh, we was gonna get Bryson, Ko, T.J. back, Adonis, Davion, Malik, Bacho, K.J., all those guys, um, and to now seeing that shoot that chance I did take that we all had we all four guys over there at first had like yo this was gonna happen it worked out but it's been a crazy whole year and how it came out positive
1: there was only four of you for a while yeah what was that like Like what was going through your minds the the four of you like are you thinking are we gonna even have a basketball team like what's what's going through your head
0: um a lot, I ain't gonna lie When I did decide to come back I had some days that I, like I would be in my room I would just be chilling, driving be like, Man, what did I just do? I just said I'm coming back to Tech And not knowing We don't even have a whole team We don't even have a five to play right now And just a whole bunch of what Like, oh, maybe we get certain guys And not getting the top, top transfers that we see That we saw that year go everywhere else And people down us saying Oh, it's gonna be terrible, bad year This, this, this And you know, we're over here like I'm over here like dang. Are we about to have a? Am I about to not make the tournament this year? Am I about to have a bad year this year? Like, what's about to happen? Like, is it going to be another what if? Like, I got went to a different school. But overall, just end of the day, just but I just took it as I trust my team. I mm-hmm. trust coach. The coaches who they bring in, and just put my head down, just work.
1: So, so let's go back into your head if we can. A year ago, um, April, April one, April Fool's Day. Chris Beard leaves, right?
0: Um, before that, we had a feeling he was leaving. Yeah, like when. So when the whole Indiana thing came up, I went up to talk to Beard, and he told me if I was leaving, I would let y'all know I'm leaving. And um, but then once we saw Saka Smart leave, well, once I remember when it was me, Kyler, TJ, and Kev when we was quarantined in the the tournament, and um, it was. Texas versus Albany Christian, and Texas lost. Right there, we all said, "Oh, Beard's getting that job," because like everyone knew, like if Texas, it, if Texas was to open up, Texas was gonna go all that beard because Beard started there. Which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So like once once Saka got resigned, we already knew like he's gone. Like even though people was they were saying that he was saying he's not leaving, we all knew he was gone. It was just waiting for that time. And then, like we heard the rumor that oh, April when April first comes, his contract buyout goes down to this. So Texas was waiting for that. And then when he called us, when he when we all had like an emergency text like, hey, everyone, hop on this Zoom. Beer wants to talk to y'all. We already knew what was happening. We already knew that beer was going to leave for Texas. So it it wasn't really a surprise. It was just it was really like a wow. Like he really did it when he when he took it.
1: What feelings did you have when all that was going on?
0: Um, I'm not going to lie. Right after he transferred, I after he not transferred. After he uh, left for to go to Texas, I put my name in the portal because I was like, I came in for Beard, da da da, this, and like, it wasn't like at first. My whole mindset was, all right, once Beard left, I'm gonna go with them to Texas. At first, that was like how it was. I was like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look at these other schools, but my main thing, I'm waiting to see if. They do the interconference chains with the Big Twelve, and I was gonna go with Texas, but then it wasn't like really mad. It was like wow, because it was just blowing up everyone on Twitter. Yeah, and then what? What when that happened? You just saw a whole bunch of dudes on our team start transferring, transferring, transferring. But like I wasn't really mad because I couldn't be mad at him because I was like, people had asked me like, were you mad at beard when he did this? I was like, no. If you think about if he was in his position you're doing what's best for your family. If you're going somewhere to Texas and they're offering you way more money, a lot of money, and um, it's your automata, you would go do the same thing. Cause like, all right, I'm gonna go collect that money and do that. I feel like if you ask someone, they say they would would say no to that. I feel like they're lying. So Mm -hmm. he did what he felt was best for him. So yeah, I respected him for that.
1: And I, I, that's a great. I think it's a great response, and 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 a legit response too. Like you're being very candid with us. That initially you thought, okay, I'm I'm gonna go with him. Um, so that's that's insightful, and I appreciate your honesty in that. Which leads me to the next question. So why did you choose to stay?
0: Um, I had talks with my mom and my dad, and then one time I had to talk. I forgot one night I talked to my dad, and um, when. I, I told teams in the transfer portal when I was in the transfer portal that if it's a brand new coach, I'm leaving Texas. I'm leaving Tech. If it's Coach Adams, because I heard the rumors of Adams, I'm coming back. Because me and Coach Adams, we at towards the end of the year, we started to build. I feel like a bond because I won. He told me that last year, like my defense was good and I wanted to work on it, so I would watch film with him, do this, all that. So I, I started to get close with him. And then when that happened. I talked to my dad and my dad was like and my mom was like, You wouldn't look good in that burnt orange. And I was like I told him to I told him too, I was like, Yeah, that wouldn't look good for me. I was and like nobody looks yeah. good in burnt orange. I was like, I love beer and it's everything. Just an ugly color. I was like, I love beer and all of that, but like I wouldn't be able to do that. So then yeah. once Adams got the job and then like a couple of days later then he had us come up there. I was back up in mass, I was back in um mass that time. I flew back down to watch him get introduced and all that. And then I think a couple of days later, I announced like, I'm coming back.
1: I remember pretty vividly, uh, you're talking about when Coach Adams got the press conference for when he got the job. Yeah. Uh, I remember they, the, the camera kept going to you. I don't know if you know this or not, uh, or if you oh, yeah. watched people, it.
0: People, I didn't see the camera going, but I definitely, I, I saw it sometimes, but like I saw people looking at us and all that. But um, really like the day that Adams got the job, like I think like 30 minutes after they said Adams got the job, K-Mac, he said he was coming back. Mm-hmm. And that was also a big part of mine, too, because Kevin McCullough, he's my brother. Like, yeah. he, different family, but parents, but he's, like, blood to me. Like, yeah. we're that close. So, like, yeah. when I saw him come back, I was like, I'm going to come back. I, in my head, I was like, all right, let me start. Yeah. I can come back on this. Yeah. You
1: know? uh, so it's a totality of things, then. You, you had a good relationship with Coach Adams that started yeah. to build after he told you that your defense wasn't good enough.
0: Yeah. How was that to hear? Um... It just de I can't. I, I literally came to tech to work on deep to be a really good defensive player. So mm-hmm. tech, the the guy that's known for defense is telling me I'm not that good. It makes I wanted to get better at it. I didn't want no one to tell me a lie, saying like, "Oh, you're doing okay." But so he was telling. He he always kept it real with me and told me what he felt like.
1: Man, I think that's a that's a cultural societal message right there uh, of an elite level mindset human being, which. I'm sitting at the table with an elite level human being people hear I think most people would hear that criticism and mentally they'd be done screw you I don't whatever you don't know you don't know me you're you're not that good of a coach and you took it the opposite Mm -hmm. okay I'm gonna get better and you did yeah what was that like what was that process like
0: it was fun Um, just being I think I when he told me that and then just when it transitioned to this year, I had actual fun like getting switched on the guard because excuse me, a guard when the guard would get the ball and they'll do a pick and roll. Usually you do a pick and roll is to get the big on you and then that's when the guard would go one on one. Right. I like the fact that when the guard tried to go at me, I'll be able to stop him and then he would try to go again and then just his mind's not focused on the team no more. He's like, I right, I'm try I can't break this guy, let me keep on going and then it leads to something. But I just have felt that excitement on the whole defense and being able to show people, like, I could guard from the three. Uh, put a guard on me. I could guard him full half court, the half court, and show them that I can move my feet. And then it really worked out for me, I feel like. Uh,
1: we we asked Davion a similar question, and and he said that he loves locking a guy up. Just that look in the guy's eye, like, I can't get past this man. Yeah. Uh, I I don't feel like most – players want to play that way
0: oh no, no it, it takes a f- select people to play on the coach Adams and his defense because we make it look really good in the game we make it look good in the game but when we're when the game's over we're still able to find out our mistakes and it's not perfect for us right. and like in our practices we'll go over stuff over 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 if you give up one dribble and then dude doesn't even get to the middle but if he's towards that area of the middle he's stopping practice and getting on us so it's like mm. you have to have like a different type of mindset to play his defense and to, and to play his system
1: um, that's so good I'll, we'll dive some more into that here in just a bit uh, the the team let's talk about the team and, and you've talked a little bit about uh, some of the guys already what w- in your opinion from your perspective what made this year's team so special
0: Um, us being really really close off the court like, whenever pr- we was done with practice or anything, we was always hanging out with each other. Like, we didn't have no different groups. We was always hanging out. Mainly, if we was hanging out, guys would just come and just chill in our, my living room with everyone, and we'll just chill. And like, if we, went to go get f- even if we went to go get food, someone would go. If we went to go to the store, we will have guys go. And like, nothing was forced. And like, it was when we first got there, like, guys was like, yo, our plan is to go to New Orleans. Even though we came short to it, it was like our plans to go to New Orleans. That's like we, our plan was to win the national championship. And like usually, you have teams that say that, and guys don't really like are really bought in. When the first day we had our meeting with each other, and not and no one was doubting us and having us like think like six or seven. We was like we was talking to each other like, "Yo, we're going to beat Kansas, we're going to beat Baylor, we're going to beat all these teams, we're going to do this." And watch, but right I know they they're doubting us, but we're going to show them. Mm-hmm. So like when we started the and our practices and I think what really I felt like clicked for us was when um I think it was our scrim it was one of our scrimmages it was like, oh shoot, when we played Wichita State, but the game that really like I think was our turning point, because during non-conference it was a learning process for us, but uh when we had to go with seven guys to Iowa State, and mm-hmm. Iowa State was probably I think top ten yeah. probably at that time. Yeah. And we lost by like four or six. Yeah. Make some free throws, we beat Iowa State. In that locker room. Like coaches were saying, we're proud that you did this, did that. But all seven guys, we was pissed. And then like I think like we didn't have to say anything. We just looked at each other. Was like, if we just took a top team with seven dudes that, and two couple guys that didn't play a lot, and we just took them to this. Imagine we give us give us our full team back, and then just brought our confidence even more to when we got a couple of guys. I think like. Three or three more guys against Kansas, and we beat Kansas the next game. Yeah. So I think like our turning point was when we played Iowa State with seven guys.
1: So we keep hearing from everybody who's on the team. I have talked to Davion about this. I talked to Bryson about this. Uh, even in Jalen's conversation, he mentioned that a lot of the similar things that you guys are so tight. But I have to think like even though you guys were that close, surely there's some. Some drama, something, some issues, or was there really not?
0: It wasn't really issues. Like, there was really no off the court issues. Like, with us, like, if we had like an issue on the court, like a guy going back and forth, like, they were squashing it right there. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like guys would be like, yo, I'm not about that bickering. If you want to do that, we could fight right now about it. Like, we cut that. We cut that stuff out. And, like, if guys tried to like complain and stuff, we would c- relax them. But all th- this year, there was no one that was like, oh, I'm just because this guy's scoring, or the da this, or the this. We were so close to the point that we were so close to each other that I could yell at someone, and they would not take my tone. They would take my message. Like, if there's someone, one of the guys would tell me, hey, like, for example, uh, when we played Notre Dame, I gave up a three in the corner, and Kev and Davion came up to me and was like, yo, you want this season to end like that? You want to end your season like this? Like, come on, pick it up. And then it led to us winning. Like we was able, we were so close to each other that we was able to talk in a certain way to us on the court that some players on different teams might not be able to because you do that, they're gonna be like, "Oh, you coming at me now? Nah, you call me that?" Like, but there was really no drama with us. Like,
1: where does that does that come from? You guys? Does that come from the coaching staff? Where Where does that that camaraderie come from?
0: I think it, it comes from both, like coaching staff and us too. Like the coaching staff, they brought the players in. And our, our, the players Is our goal To mess really well And it was like that We had no drama There was just like No stupid drama On our team Like We didn't have no one That hated someone After practice We, were always, we was always Joking around with each other Like it was yeah. like A group thing Like So So
1: that's not a message Being pounded in your head No It's, it's just, it
0: just It just came naturally Like mm-hmm. It was like like, I think Kosan said one time, it came organically. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't have to, like, some teams, like, new teams. And I think also being with seniors experience, like, I think our only, our only up low, underclassmen on the team was Malik was a sophomore. Mm-hmm. You had Ethan. Bacho. You had Bacho. Yeah. Buzo. And you had JT coming. All the rest are, jun- are juniors and seniors. Yeah. And it was just a whole bunch of grown older guys that knew like, yo, we want to go far. So if we're all bought in, we're good. If we all go our separate ways, it's not going to work. And then we just never let any of us do that. And there was times in games that kind of went that way, but we was able to stop it and bring it back in.
1: What do you think your, your psychological, mental role on the team was for everybody?
0: Uh, just being positive. Just bring the energy to guys. Just like that, like I know, I my role changed heavily last year. In like the three years, went to VCU, I was the leading scorer, ball going through me the whole time. The, that came to Tech, I was, I think, top four, top five scoring on the team, and just playing and playing a lot of minutes. Mm-hmm. To come in this year, to some games I might play twenty minutes. There's some games I'll play eleven minutes. Just being consistent and just having a positive mindset really on the team. And not being like a negative like I had some negative moments, but then also just not making sure it was a continuous negative moment.
1: Was that a hard was that a hard transition for for you to go from oh, yeah. from those roles? For sure. Uh
0: it was mostly hard for me during non conference because I remember uh I remember after um I forgot after the Tennessee game I didn't play, I played I didn't play that much. I think I played two minutes. I had I had someone in my corner call me like a couple of days after was telling me like, hey, this, they're saying you can make this amount of money overseas if you go right now, which was really good money. Yeah. It was great money. Like, if I if I, if I told people, they would be like, yeah, I would have took it. But like, they was telling me, leave. They're not playing you there. Leave. You're wasting your time. Leave. Waste your time. And me, I'm not known. Me and my dad told me I'm not known for someone to quit quit on something. And I just like told that person, I'm cool. What's going on with the non-conference? Just wait until Big Twelve. Like I was like really being cocky, but like I told the person like, when Big Twelve comes, they're going to need me. Mm. And like non-conference, it's, we're playing these non-conference teams that don't mean anything really to us. Okay. Uh, but I said wait until Big Twelve. When we play Big Twelve, they're going to need me. And like Kev would tell me, he's like, bro, you know when Big Twelve comes, Coach Adams is going to need you. So like I could have had a, I could have had a moment to like leave left the team and did my own thing, but then also I, I wouldn't be it wouldn't have sat with me even
1: again that sort of elite level mindset that that I feel like probably comes with the fact that you're you're older and more mature yeah um, but not everybody has that kind of a yeah. mindset and it sounds to me like that is a focus for Texas Tech basketball to bring in players like you they're going to think that way is that accurate
0: yeah like the whole like cap, people said it. And like I know like on different other power five teams I could have been the starter like I had some after games I had some coaches talk to me like hey if you was here you would be starting on our team like, you had other coaches like, yeah you like a, one coach one coach staff told me like if you was here you would be starting
1: Pretty sure that's a violation, right? And then like
0: <laughs> it was, we beat them, and then um we beat them, and it was like, man, our they were saying stuff about like their team, and it was like, if you was here, you, your toughness, you would be starting and playing a lot. But like, I knew like I could have gone to a different team and started and all that. But so why didn't you? Want to be challenged? Like at first, like they I saw coach bringing all these guys, and I was like, oh, let me be challenged. Like I want to, I want to show I could get here, get do that, and then. um... Just realize, like, hey, you know what? I'm not – my role – I'm not here to – Bryson's the scorer. K.O.'s – Bryson K.O.'s going to start with me because they could do that stuff. Bryson's the scorer down there. My role is to come in is to play like it's my last game and do what I can to make impact. And if it rolls into scoring, rolls into getting a whole bunch of stops and all that, I'll leave it like that. So just do whatever I – for me it was just to be consistent, bring the energy, and make sure I'm defending.
1: Well, and you had some huge buckets and some key moments um, throughout the season. I, um, I the whole season runs together. I struggle to pull out this particular moment this particular game but a lot of home games where you come in and you've got that kind of patented oh yeah uh, uh, throw back to Kareem yeah the hook shot the the hook and sometimes it's left sometimes it's right. Huge moments and then huge stops. And you'd come in and do your thing. And um, sometimes you'd come out pretty quick after that, sometimes go in. The thing that I think Lubbock loves about you, and I'm this is complete speculation here, Lubbock, so you all can comment and tell us if you think I'm accurate here, is that every time you were in the game, you brought it. And... I think that's a West Texas mindset, right? Like, people people who don't know Lubbock don't always look favorably on Lubbock, Texas. Yeah, yeah. And uh, don't expect much out mm-hmm. of Lubbock. And they have a chip on their shoulder about Texas Tech because we're not supposed to be...
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. ...that good. Um, I think I just took it as, like, when I was getting subbed in the game, I was like, all right, I don't know how much time I'm in. I could either be in for four minutes... Or a minute or thirty seconds. So I was like, you know, what? go hard. Mm-hmm. If I'm playing defense, making plays, it's going to be hard for him to take me out. And there was times, some games, like I didn't make plays at that moment. Adams would get on me because he was, he knew he could talk to me like that. He knew like how he believed in me and how I could be a really good defense defend, defender on the team. And whenever if I was not playing my best, he'd come at me, and then I'll get back in and I'll play my play really good. So just being like that just like all right when I get in that game make an impact when I get in the game make an impact when I get in the game make an impact
1: Tell us about your relationship with coach Adams cuz from our perspective it looked like you two had a really special kind of a, yeah. a bond What what was that
0: like um, for you I'll say our relationship was like a like a love hate relationship like the way like those times like in practice or in games like he would talk to me away and be all on me and there was some games I had that I would say something try, say something back at him like and people were like oh my god what the heck but it was just like our relationship like he knew we both knew like we didn't mean it like that it was just like yo we want to win so if i got get on you like that i'm going to have to get on you like that and like he knew like if i came at him like that sometimes it wasn't like oh i'm being like uncoachable all that. It's just like he always told me, he's "Like, hey, Marcus, I just know you're an emotional player. Mm-hmm. It's really great for us sometimes, a lot, and it's sometimes it comes in and bites you in the ass." But like, it was just that's how our relationship was. Like, the guy gave me opportunity. The guy wanted me to come back and gave me a chance, and then like, look what happened. So, but our relationship was really good. I love that guy.
1: It it uh, uh that that Twitter blow up post of him. In the round of 32, slapping you on the leg, saying I'm not ready to say goodbye oh, to yeah. you yet. Yeah, is that a a good indication of what y'all's relationship was like? Yeah, like I love you, but I'm also screaming at you at the same yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> like, because
0: that was um, I once I think that was the Notre Dame game in the first half. He said he told me straight up, you're playing terrible. You're playing terrible. Mm-hmm. Like you're he was he was saying he was saying in other words, but he was like you're screwing us. The reason why this game's like this, or we're not blowing because you're screwing us.
1: Wow, to you. Yeah. Like wow. he,
0: he would say that to a lot of us on the team. Mm-hmm. Like he would be like, If someone's messing up, he's going at halftime go at them the whole time. Just being real. Yeah, just being real. Mm-hmm. And like it's you could take it one way, you could take it like, Oh man, this man's on me, this man's on me or take it as yo, let's go. And me, some, sometimes it was like that, but like at that moment. I was just telling him like when he was coming at me, I was like, Yo, I got you. Let's move on. I got you. I know what I gotta do. I got you. Let's go. Mm. And then that happened. But like that was just how it was. He was that's how he was with all of us. Like against Baylor at Baylor at home. KO wasn't to Coach Adams eyes, KO wasn't playing good that first half. And K, when we were in the halftime, he went at KO, like mm. like bad. And then the second half, KO had ended up having twenty and like fourteen, I think, or something like that. Just yeah. unstoppable. Yeah. So, like, he knew, like, if he, if he knew he had to light a fire on someone, they, he would do that.
1: So he's going to challenge you.
0: Yeah, he always challenges all of us. Um, it just depends how you take it.
1: So is, 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 what, do you, what do you say to a player? Because I imagine part of what made you all so good is it's an older team, right? Mm-hmm. And you all understand this man is not dogging me. Yeah. He's trying to make me better. Yeah. He's trying to challenge me. What do you say to a player who's got a lot of talent that maybe can't mentally handle that?
0: Um be consistent and not every day is going to be good. Like it's not like high school. Like you're not going to come in and drop in 20 every game. You're going to have a bad game, you're going to mess up on assignments. And for us like with the freshmen coming in this year, coach Adams is going to get on you. Like he's going to get on you from once you guys get here in the summer. Like the recruiting Adams you see and the coach is different because you got to look at them. They got to look at the other point of view. He's not trying to lose his job. His job's on the line with these players. Sure. So like every year if he want if he wants to be all nice and all that and they lose and that doesn't going to mean anything. He if he feels like yeah, I need to be on y'all so you can know like what to expect when it comes so when the season comes I don't have to tell y'all, see? Like it's just the way he is as a coach. And if you take if you take his coaching like ah, oh, he's coming at me or he's saying I suck and all that, you're not going to do good here. Mm. Now if you take your his coach like, "All right, he's on me, da da. Let me go prove him." let me go prove that i could do it. it's just how it is. it's just really how the, the players going to take it.
1: do you think he has genuine love for you all? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so there's no question of like it's that it's that tough. I'm here to make you better. This is this is Big 12 basketball. Yeah. The best basketball conference in the country. Yeah. Um and it's not a a meanness spite yeah. thing. It's a for sure. I'm like, here to make you better. Like
0: not ever, like It's like, uh, what's your working environment? Everyone here, same thing, sports and work. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's going to love you, Mm -hmm. but they're going to respect you. They're going to have to at least have respect for you. So that's how it was with us. Like, we we all love each other, but some probably, maybe I don't know, some people didn't, someone, I could have someone I didn't like on the staff. Everyone has someone that they don't like on the staff. Staff members have some players that they don't like, but they have enough to respect them Mm -hmm. and be like, all right, we got this goal that we need to accomplish, and boom. Now, like, if we would have had to lose the season this year, you could have saw all the drama. You could have saw drama, oh, this, is this, this. But with us, it was no, there was no drama. We just respected each other. And we knew right. our – and we kept the main thing, the main thing, and that was go far and w- try to win the national championship.
1: So you, you've been a part of two different coaching staffs here at Texas Tech Yeah. now, uh, one under Coach Adams, one under Coach Beard. What are the differences, and what are the things that are similar too?
0: Um differences really i just say i think every coach is, every coach has di- their differences like uh beard has his style a way that he feels like a way to win like he has his formula because he went to the national championship adam has his formula and um like i say with adam's probably this year he had for him probably he had control of everything you know what i mean so like he didn't have to like cuz he was the assistant associate head coach and he had the head coach right there so it was like all right it's those two. It's those two. Adams, this year, head coach, was what he says goes for him. So, like, if Adams felt like, no, I want to do this on defense, do this, 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 it might not, might not have worked last year with him and beer because great, great coaches, but also two greats, they butt, they butt heads a lot. So, he didn't have to, I don't think, have to worry about, like, if he wanted to do something, he was going to do it because no mm-hmm. one else was going to be like, coach, but you can't be like, I don't want to do it. But differences, really? Um, I'll just say the style of offense, probably. I don't think we really ran mo. We didn't run motion at all this year, like that. Um, and then I think just being more aggressive. I feel like this year with our defense, because he was at the helm of uh, all of it. All had his own say, like how he wanted to play the whole time. If he in practice, if it didn't get the way he wanted to play, he would stop and make us do it again. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's how he how it was probably the differences. And then just also probably just practice style, beard. Beard has a different philosophy of practice than Adams does. So I'll just say those were really the differences. Uh,
1: what practice style differences, what what kinds of things stick out to you?
0: Like Adams Adams was always like wanting to play. Adams practices would always go be fast-paced and keep on going, like intense all the way. Beard would have some practices like leading up to games like, all right, Mental now. We gotta get you ready for mentally, mentally, mentally. Adams was like, "I want us to be conditioned. This, I don't care if we have a game tomorrow. We're going. If I want to play a couple of down and back pickup, so we could get this stuff going, we're going to do it. You know. So like, it was just like how Adams was because he, how he was as a person.
1: Yeah, intense. Yeah. Okay, so random question in the season: You're shooting left, then you're shooting right. What's
0: up? Um. So what really happened? So when I did that, I was like, I had like my free throw percentage was already down. I was looking at it, and I just didn't like how I had the hitch in my shot. Like I was annoyed. Like people thought like I wasn't really working on it, but like I was working on trying to get the hitch out. But something like that, just it takes a long time to get it out because it's like a muscle memory of what happened. Yeah. So like one day I was we was at uh we was at the arena. And I was just like, you know what? Let me just shoot around with my right hand. And I was making it threes, everything twos and all that. And it was like, yo, why don't you just move over to that? And it was like, it was the lead up to the Texas game at Texas. And I was just like, you know what? I told, I was like, you know, I'm going to go right. And I was like, what's the worst thing that I could do? Like, even if I miss, it's all, it looks like all good misses and stuff. So then, like, I remember after our practice before we left to go to the game, to Austin, I told Coach, Coach Adams, can you come here? I just had to get the, the confirmation by him. He's sorry. He's like, yeah, you can do it, and all that. And then um, I just stuck with it the whole time, and then just, because people would be like, oh, it's just a process to switch. You can't just switch like that. But, like, what happened to me, I'm antidextrous, Ambidextrous, how you say that. And also, my freshman year, I broke a bone in my left wrist, and I had to work out that whole summer at VCU, just shots, right, close-range shots. And, like, I would get annoyed when they would let the other guys start shooting jump shots and stuff, so I literally just forced myself to shoot. So I always had that naturally with me. And then um, just I just took it all after that, literally all my workouts I was shooting right, free throws right, any drills we did I was shooting right, and I was just getting used to it. If I didn't decide to do the whole NFL thing right now, my main goal was going to get the right hand shot down, which I was feeling comfortable with. It's just the fact that when I was in high school my form was straight and clean, everything. I, when I was in college something happened that and I think it was when I broke my wrist that everything started to change. And then I was just getting annoyed that, oh, I just don't like the way it feels coming out my hand. I don't yeah. like the hitch. Yeah. And when I learned with the right, I was like, all right, I'm gonna just keep on shooting a whole bunch of free throws until I get it down. Once I find the right touch, I'm gonna do it. It goes in and out, I'm fine with that. I'll just fix it the next, the next shot. So I wasn't like, there was no con- not having confidence with my left hand, it was just that I want everything to be clean and smooth.
1: Yeah and it paid off yeah I mean we go to the round of 16 because you were working on on that right hand <laughs> let's completely shift gears here uh, your dad yeah um, obviously he was a a major part of your journey and continues to be yeah. a big part of your journey uh, a, a year a little over a year ago yeah, he passed away
0: year, it was a year last week April 17th
1: year last week um tell us tell us about your dad.
0: Oh, he was a great guy. He uh when I was at VCU and I decided to transfer a lot of VCU fans then like the how my dad was on Twitter but that was my dad like I got my confidence because of him like if he felt like I could make it somewhere, he going to showboat me and do this. That be a dad like how it, people was like it was kind of like a LeVar LeVar Ball thing type with him. Like if he feels like I can make it do all this he's gonna showboat me show me and he was defending his kid the whole time like if anyone said anything bad about me on, on Twitter he was saying something People was like oh he's too focused on that but no he just was protecting his kids and um, he was just always there for me like I, when I decided to switch over to basketball I, we became really really close because I decided to switch my freshman year and he didn't miss a game up until really he didn't really miss that I could count the amount of games he missed on both fan fingers and um from freshman year to my junior year until he passed away. But like, he was just always there for me. He was, like I said before, he was like my Superman. He was like my best friend, so.
1: That sounds like a good dad. Yeah, um,
0: everyone like with him, like he was close with Coach Sutton. They was always talking. Like if he was around my dad, just his energy, like uh, like Kirk, he, w- he was sitting next to Noel, the Knowles brothers. And like they, I remember Kirk was always saying like, hey this summer, After the last season was over, was like, "This summer, y'all come, your family's coming up, and your dad's for barbecue." And then my dad was like, "Yeah, coming up, coming up." But then the whole thing happened. But like, just you was around my dad, like his energy was just really good. Like you, if you spend like a couple minutes with my dad, you became friends. Like I remember, uh, a coach from Ohio State was recruiting me when I was in the transfer portal, and like when the whole news came out after about my dad, he called. I forgot who the coach at Ohio State. He called someone. was like, "Man." I only talked to him for like twenty minutes, but it felt like I knew him my whole life. The way we was just talking, because he loved talking about sports. Yeah, and like that's why, I, like I wish, like I tell my mom a lot. I recently was telling my mom about it yesterday. I was like, I wish he was here right now, so we could talk about the whole NFL thing and like what he would, like he would be like if I decide when I switch. He'd be like, all right, let's do it. Like if I decide to switch, I'd be like, all right, let's go, let's go, hundred percent in it. And like he would been to all my workouts. He would go everywhere with me.
1: That's literally my next question: Is what do you think his advice to you would be as you? Challenge yourself now to the NFL.
0: Oh, uh, that's funny. So when I was younger, his plan for me was play football, get scholarship, get a whole bunch of scholarships, and go to the University of Miami because that was his favorite school. He loved the U. Okay. So he's like, go play football at the U. And um, and he always had a feeling with me about football and everything like that. So he wasn't like He wouldn't be surprised if I decided to switch. Yeah. He'd been like, it's time. Let's do it. And then, like, we would have had to talk about it, but if I told him I want to go do this 100%, he would have done everything he can to, like, all right, I'm going to make sure you, we kill this thing. So, like, he would have been on my side the whole thing about it. Uh, which sport did he like better? He was a football guy. Okay. He liked, he liked watching football. He liked football and ba- ba- basketball, but uh, with me, he was always saying, like, yeah, you're playing basketball, but I could see you playing football.
1: Yeah. So. And the U was his place. He loved the U. Did you see? I guess I'm sure you saw that NIL deal with. Uh, oh yeah, eight hundred thousand dollars. Crazy. Next two. That's man. And, and who was it? Was it Nigel Peck?
0: Nigel Peck. Man, he's a- almost getting... Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's already after that. He's touching the million dollars because of what he got at Kansas State or something. Ooh. Uh, For blessed to him. Like at that age, you he did what he did what he did at Kansas State, put yeah. himself in that position that a team feels hundred comfortable, gave him that much money because they see what he could do. Great player. We, me and Bryson would say the team that we hate playing was Kansas State because it was hard to guard them.
1: Man, uh, K-State did, did give us some fits. Yeah. And, um,
0: and like fans were saying, like, oh, why we struggle in K-State. But if you're on the court with them, it's just a whole bunch of guys that don't care. You They're going to shoot deep threes. You come up any closer, they're going to drive it, shoot flow. There's a nice little pack. Was always, he was hard to guard last year, too. Yeah. I didn't like playing pack. Yeah. Great player, but just the way he played, it was just like he was one person. I couldn't really figure out how to guard. Because like I, would, if I had my hand up that much, he would shoot it. Or if I'm not even that close to him, he would drive by and just like he had like far floaters and touch and all that. Just he's a complete he's a complete player.
1: That's good insight. I appreciate you saying that. Um, you you graduated with your degree from VCU, right? Yeah. What was your degree in?
0: Homeland security.
1: What's the thought behind that?
0: Um. So I, when I was at VCU, I didn't know what really I want. So when I was in when I was committed to VCU, my whole plan was to do sports management and. They didn't really have that. They had it for a master's program, so like I was just my academic advisor, Sophia, who was really great. Um, I was talking to her, and then she's like, "Hey, you want to try homeland security?" She was like, "Tell me what I like." And then like she told me about homeland security, and she told me like what the classes were. And like when I was younger, my mom knew I like I like stuff like that, like uh, like uh, learning about the twin towers, learning about our cybersecurity, homeland security, all that stuff, CIA, FBI. So I just like every class I took in there. I was doing really good getting a's and b's and just i was fascinated by it so i just kept on going and ended up getting out of the degree so like i just stuff like stuff about like homeland security which was interesting for me
1: so someday when your football career is over that's so weird saying to you when your football career is over yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when when football days are done or basketball whatever yeah, wherever than, yeah. your path goes do you see yourself jumping into a career that has to do with that? FBI, um, CIA, well, something like that?
0: My goal is not to be able to use my degree. Okay. My plan is to make, because I'm good with money. I'm really good with money. So my plan is to make a, enough, a, be a millionaire, make enough money in the NFL so that when I get, and invest really good investments to when I get older, I don't have to work. Nice. Because I did all this stuff from my freshman year to now. To when my pro career is over and I want to just not have to work if I have to work I'll probably do something with my, my degree but my main goal is to not do anything with my degree just to have it you in crypto? oh uh, no I don't know no, I don't know enough about that to touch it
1: I shouldn't have even said that because the guy behind the camera is going to give you a, a very cousin, painful lesson
0: my cousin he does a lot the whole NFTs and stuff okay. and everyone, everyone would be telling me about it but I'm like me I got to take do research on my own to figure yeah, it out for sure I respect that but like Nah, I've seen it. It's just I don't know a lot about it.
1: It's just a random question. Okay, on your Twitter, you seem to be very active in in discussing Texas Tech with transfer portal guys. Yeah. Why?
0: Um, because I feel like if, like I saw like if you, I feel like if the former players interact with guys that are considering us and they see the fan base and they they because like we had guys last year that would hit me up and like, hey, yo, how's Tech? I was trying to get them to come here, and I was like, you know what, if guys, there's guys that will message us and, like, yo, how's Tech, this, and we'll tell them. So, like, if I could see, like, certain guys, like, oh, we they want here, I'm going to tweet at them or something, like, hey, just something, like, well, this is what our fan base be doing, like, so you're going to have love here. And just like, it's just like, it's just something cool. Like, like doing, I saw, I saw uh, Norns do it a lot. Rick yeah. do it a lot. Yeah. And just, just showing the transfer, the guys in the transport that like, you've got support here. Like you're going, when they're, when the coaches are preaching them, it's family, it's family. Like we're showing them, yo, it's family. Like you could do, you do, you could do special things here.
1: Yeah. Um, speaking of family, the, the fans of Texas Tech, the Texas Tech Red Raider Nation. What, what have they been like For you and to you
0: Oh to be honest It's been um, I'll say last year Well the true I knew eh, They're great They're fans Fanatics Everyone's fanatics The crazy fan base They love their sports It doesn't matter what sport it is They love it Like last year I remember Came in There was a lot of hype with me Did this and I was getting adjusted to it And I didn't have the seats I wanted I remember I was in the portal A lot of people were saying Like oh We don't want him here we're good with if you don't come here so like I took that as my moment based. like yo you know what I'm gonna come back and show you mm. like I could help out and make an impact and then now it went from now everyone keeps on telling me yo, know, the whole tech fans love you this and that it just shows like they're just a sports team Like, it's a, how regular fan base is if you're playing bad and it doesn't come out good they're gonna be like yeah you're not playing good you're playing good and great they're gonna love you it's just how overall it's all sports around mm-hmm. so it is what it is but like they are diehard fans here and then like you got the trolls and everything like that but like the the real tech fans you know, you know who the real tech fans are right you only have the the trolls really come out when um you lose a game and they're like oh my god the, this this but the real tech fans and i i, ha- I have a whole bunch of support for them because i remember one time after we beat texas here i tweeted out best the uh, best atmosphere i've been a part of and um VCU fans, some VCU fans that are probably, that were like still salty with me about me leaving, which I still don't get to this day, um, they were um, they thought I was throwing shade at them. But I told them, I was like, yo, I've been done with y'all for, I've been done with it for a while, like it's been old. Like I'm not talking about y'all, I'm talking about my new place. And yeah. like some fan came at me on VCU, pulling up my stats and then like, Whole tech fans just went at the man, and like it was just like crazy. So like I, I love their support. How it is?
1: Human nature is rough.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's it was tough. it was crazy. Like um, the whole VCU thing. Like there's some guys that already transferred from VCU, and like they didn't get the hate that I got. And like I was really thinking about it a couple days, but I'm like, damn, some guys these are transferring out of VCU, and the fans ain't saying anything. When I transferred out of VCU, and also it was my family supporting because like my family, if they see like a. They're all around me. They support me. They see uh, people coming at me just saying bad things, like for no reason. It's like, yo, come on. But, like, when I left VCU, it was just the the true, some of the true, most of the true fans was cool. Like, but some of the diehard, they was like mad at me that I made the choice. And then, Mm -hmm. like, they was happy when I failed my first year. And then also, last, this year when I didn't, they was like, oh, Marcus left for, to go to, went from double digit scoring to averaging four points and all that. But I was like at the end of the day it's not all about individuals. I end up going to we end up my team ended up going to a sweet sixteen, which I, my main goal was to go as far as I can in the tournament. So it it was just weird. I found that weird with VCU but with tech they came when they when that happened, they came out and just like went at the person.
1: Well you know, I I, I know that uh, the goal was was New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. It was national championship, but man, Sweet Sixteen, like to to zoom out, bird's eye view of the Texas Tech men's basketball program as a whole. You you have been part of a Sweet Sixteen run, and that doesn't happen that often. Yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah. Like, uh, there there are a, a maybe three or four programs where. It is a perpetual every year thing. Now, I think tech is trending that way. Yeah. Like, clearly, three out of the last yeah. four years, we we have been there. Um, but I I think it is interesting to note that even in that, a Sweet 16 run, you got people from old school, from your former school, throwing shade at you. Uh, and maybe even some fans here, in a loss, throwing shade at you every now and then. Yeah. Right? Which is just sucks that it's human yeah, nature if
0: you take it as like not you're not gonna please everybody not everyone's gonna love you so
1: but overall yeah
0: yeah I look at it like that like I'm gonna have people that love me I'm gonna have people that like me I'm gonna have people that don't like me I'm like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna have I'm not gonna have everyone in this world like me like it is what it is it's the same with everybody like but it's like if you're paying attention to that, you're feeding into what they want. You know what I mean? That's 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 a good word. But but you do see it, right? Yeah, obviously see like it. Like there's it's no way to it's not all, like only ones I really see is the ones that like if someone tweets it at me. Like, mm-hmm. like I remember sometimes like people would tweet it at me, say some crazy thing, and I'm like, I'll answer them, then they'll be like, Oh, I'm just playing around, I'm just joking, Da, da this, da this. But I'm like, You wanted my attention, so right. I'm a yeah if you're Put, if you're tweeting at me, that means yeah. you want my attention. So it's like those. Like if I see that, obviously that people will be like, "Oh, don't say anything." But I'm like, "No, you want my attention." They usually, and then they get surprised when we respond. Right. But that's it. I look at it as just not. I'm not gonna be. I'm not here to please everybody. Well,
1: but I think overall, and I'm. I think I'm gonna speak for the overwhelming majority of Red Raider Nation yeah. here. Uh, literally, everybody who knows that I'm doing a podcast with you right now. Is,
0: oh my gosh! Oh yeah, Marcus yeah. is a freaking man. Oh, we love, love him so much. It's a love here. It's different. It's like when I went home, when I was home this week, I was actually happy. Like I was home because I was like, shoot, I could go somewhere. And no one knows me. Yeah, like, I could go to a go to a party, <laughs> and no one's coming up to me. That I'm coming to here. Like when I go around, there's gonna be a lot of people that know who who the Tech basketball team right. is. Yeah, and especially like me and other guys. Yeah, so it's like. So when I go home, I like I could be like, oh, I chill, da da da. And then yeah. when I come here, I'm, I'm I'm blessed about it. But it's like, shoot, come here to go out to eat. Someone's yeah. going realize like, oh, that's da, da, da This, yeah. but yeah. it's it's funny though. I like it, and it's cool that um, now whenever I come back to tech, it's like it's home. Like I could come here whenever and just it'd be cool.
1: Okay, we're gonna completely switch gears here, and I'm gonna ask you the same questions I asked Davey on the other day. So just rapid fire, yep. real quick. Be honest. Fun- funniest person on this year's team.
0: Um. Sadar, but then after I'll go, it, it, I say it was like a good amount of group people. You have K mac you have Bryson, you have Malik, and you have like a you know, like a dance other guys. And it wasn't even like guys trying, it was yeah. just like just happened. Like some guys probably think like me being goofy on the team was like, oh, I was funny. Like yeah. we had a whole bunch of guys that didn't really try, I was just like, yo, just just sudden things happen that was just funny,
1: right? Okay, that's fair, that's fair. Worst dancer. Worst dancer. Worst dancer.
0: Oh, I'll put me up there. Okay. I'll put me up there. Okay. You don't got it. I'm not a dancer.
1: Okay. All right. So if you go out, what are you doing?
0: Oh, I'm posted up with the guys. <laughs> just sitting, just mind my business. Okay.
1: Okay, that's fair. Uh, best dancer.
0: Best dancer. Oh, Bryson. He for a big guy, he got moves. When he first came out here on his official visit, we we was having like a get together. And he was just doing, like, with a group of friends, he was doing TikTok dances. He was like, yo, this man's six, eight doing all these TikTok dances. <laughs> so that was, like, a good memory I have of Bryson.
1: That's good. Davion said the same thing. Uh, okay, most annoying and why? In a playful, annoying way.
0: Uh, K.O. Okay.
1: okay.
0: What did Davion say? Probably said me. He said you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um K.O definitely why? KO why just the way he is like he would be like he would be like bothering and like messing with uh, Adonis it was just funny but definitely KO like he would just be just it would just be it was not even like annoying like yo this you're no. it was just like yo bro come on now <laughs> let's, let's chill
1: so Davion um, and here we go we're gonna start a little former yeah, team he, drama here alright he, we're gonna tweet at each other what,
0: yeah what he said about me annoying what, he, what was his example
1: I mean you're gonna have to listen to the podcast but I'll give you I'll, I'll give you I'll give you the word he calls you TMZ.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> it's just, it's just cause I know things. Like they will call me TMZ cause I know things.
1: Like what, what would you know? Just
0: like, like if something comes out, like I'll be on my, I'm always on my phone. So like I'll see something and I'll like show it to them. Or like, if something happened, like I'll know. Like I just think cause I, I know a good amount of things. And like, they are like, oh, I don't know anybody. And just ask Marcus, he probably knows what it is. And like, sometimes <laughs> I'll lie about not knowing it. Cause I'm like, damn. I do, but I'm not <laughs> going to want them to. But, like, no, nah, he would always call me TMZ.
1: Oh, man, that's good. He, he also said um, that you're always kind of going around like, oh, hey, what are you doing? What are you talking about? What are you talking about?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm always trying to get, like, involved in stuff. like. <laughs> but it's funny, like, he probably going like, damn, I missed that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like.
1: So he actually thought that you would say that he was the most annoying.
0: Oh, no. Okay. Me and Davion, no. Nah. Me and Davion, We'd be going at each other, like, joking-wise. Oh, for sure. Like, just joking around, just like how brothers are. But nah, he wasn't that annoying to me. Okay, okay.
1: All right. It's good. It's fun. It's fun. Uh, Hardest practice you had and what made it so hard?
0: I'll say the first one when TJ came back. Coach Adams was mad about something. And you remember, uh, what's that hockey movie of the the college athletes that went on the USA team? Oh, yeah. Glory? Is
1: it Glory? No, it's not Glory.
0: And like That's a Denzel you, remember, to you me. remember the you remember the scene when they lost miracle. Then, miracle Miracle and they yeah. put them on the ice and it was he was like again mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. So something happened Coach Adams was mad at us he managed to do a whole bunch of down and backs Ooh. like wouldn't stop to the point like our legs were hurting. <laughs> like he was just and the thing that would be the worst, we would do down back, and once we're about to get ready to like get to the end of it. You blow us again, so we got oh, run back, man. and it just kept on going to the point where my our legs were on fire. So I'll <laughs> say that was the worst one.
1: Okay, how about how about a time that Coach Adams surprised you?
0: What do you mean by surprise?
1: In any way you want to take it.
0: Um, one time I'll say we was in um, practice, and I, I took like a like during the practice we was we was playing, and and I took a jump shot. He stopped everything, slammed his slammed his paper. He was just going off on of me about my, me shooting the jump shot. But then later he apologized. But we was just all like me, I just put my head down. I was like, all right, I'm going down the court. You you've complained. You came at me before. I'm like, all right, but like everyone just like it was like, "Oh my god, he really don't want you to shoot the ball." So, that I'll say that.
1: Yeah, but I bet he was happy you were shooting those free throws against Notre Dame. Oh yeah. Um yeah. favorite moment from this past year.
0: Shoot. There's a lot of moments, but I'll just say one. Um, so we do, like these, we do a retreat, and um, it was like we just first started to get to know each other. Like we, was doing this, we did this retreat, and at, at night, you saw the coach. So it was like a, we was in this cabin. One, one section of the room it was all the players the, and, like, the managers. The other section of the room was, like, the coaches. So it was, like, late night, and guys were like, no, we ain't going to sleep, we ain't going to sleep. So then we was like, all right, we're going to play a game. So it, it was like campsite, like a back in the that you had bunk beds that was all lined up, and at the, there's the there's one wall and there's the other wall, and we had we had guys had their pillows, mattresses, and like double pillows and just packing stuff in the pillows and one we, we did like spin the bar, who would go? you had to go at the end, you have to make it down that way oh and then make it back and just you getting hit crazy like I'm talking about you're. Boom, boom. Everyone got it. I remember my turn, I went. I was just walking through it. It was like, oh, he's enjoying this. He likes it. So, like, that was a good memory about us. Just, like, how, like, we're grown dudes, but we was, like, being kids right. still. Yeah. So, that was a good memory. And then also another good memory was when um, we beat Baylor at Baylor. That was just, <coughs> excuse me, that was just, that energy was crazy.
1: That was a big moment. I feel like that was a that, that was for when when the national media...
0: Knew like, who started like, oh, this team's legit. Pay attention yeah. to these guys. I think Lubbock knew,
1: I think Red Raider Nation knew, okay, we got something here. Yeah. and I agree with you back to your earlier statement that Iowa State game when when seven guys y'all took oh, to and the also end.
0: Iowa State. Iowa yeah. State,
1: I think we knew, okay, all right, we this is something special, yeah. But then when y'all beat Baylor in Waco, it was Kansas
0: then we beat Baylor. I yeah. remember that, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, boom, boom, back to
0: back, yeah, those are like, what. Four games in like six days. We ended up losing to Kansas State right after after Oklahoma State.
1: Yes, but I think everybody was like, "Yeah, oh man, yeah. these guys have got to be dead yeah. anyway." Oh, so we was
0: tired. But no, that Baylor game because we gave we gave we was down by like seventeen in the first half, and it was just like a whole team effort. Mm-hmm. Like I remember that game. I wasn't playing that much, but then the coach put me at the end of the game, and like I had like I came up with a whole bunch of good defensive stops. So like that game. Like, when they, when they missed that shot, the reaction that we had was, like, we won the national championship. We yeah. were just like, oh, my God, we just beat the number one team that was undefeated at home for, like, two years. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, that one, that was a good memory.
1: So, what you're saying is when you had that retreat and you guys were just beating the hell out of each other, um, that set you up for really hard moments like playing against Baylor. That's what you're saying. <laughs> I wouldn't
0: <laughs> say that, but just, like, it was just a nice horsing around with each other. Yeah, so, for that, sure. was, for that sure. was fun. was for what
1: are your expectations for the team this next season?
0: Um, I say, I think the same old surprise. They're going to surprise everyone. Like, they, like it was funny. Once all the seniors left and the transfers, I forgot. I told someone. I was like, you know, they're back in the same spot we was last year. A couple of guys coming back, and just now it's just seeing who we get in the portal. And it's just, I feel like they're, they're in the same position. And the thing is just how they're going to take it with all the new guys. And, but the only difference is they got a lot of freshmen coming in. So I feel like it just it really depends how that – Whatever the, the players they bring in to form a team, how they take it. If they come in thinking that, oh, I'm in the Big 12, I got to go get mine, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. might work for some, but it won't usually don't work. If they all come in like, hey, we're the underdogs. Once again, we got to come out, play hard, and they buy into like the – if they just buy into Coach Adams' defense, it's going to help out a lot because if, you're, if they're able to keep it low-scoring games and all that, boom. But it just really depends how, who they bring in. And if they're able to form really good
1: so pretend like you got sixty seconds, and you have whatever this next year's team looks like. Well, we know with Jalen, yeah, Lamar, and Robert and Pop, like we know some of those guys. Ko's coming back, obviously. Yeah. We don't know, but pretend like you got it. You got the whole team, whatever it looks like. They're all here. You have sixty seconds to give them advice. What would you tell them?
0: Give them advice. Uh, stay consistent. Just be positive. Honestly, like you're gonna have some. You're in the Big Twelve. It's gonna be it's the best league in college basketball, uh, and you're gonna go through a lot of adversity. Just stay consistent with it, and just stick together. If you stick together, it's gonna to work out. You're gonna have some game. You're gonna have a game. They're gonna have some games that gonna beat a big team. You're gonna have a game. You're gonna to lose to a, a team that not really well to the what the what the analysts say a not really good team that like how we lost this year. But we lost to TCU and look what happened with TCU. Yeah, Kansas State. If Kansas State came back with guys from COVID, they would have been good. Uh, who else? Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Oklahoma beat Arkansas, I and mean, look what happened Arkansas. Like we've played against Iowa State. Now look at them. We yeah. beat Iowa State by forty like something. Iowa State made it to what Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. So like teams that like they're going to lose to some. The Big Twelve is a grind. Like the Big Twelve cannibalize each other in there. Like it's home home court advantage really means a lot in the Big Twelve.
1: Do you plan on coming back a lot?
0: Oh, I want to come. I want to come see the. I, expe- I played in it. I want to come experience the fans, mm-hmm. the, the actual just looking around like, wow. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to come to some big games this year.
1: Be, just be part of the atmosphere. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. For sure. Definitely did, want to. Did you uh,
1: ever get to take a moment while you were playing in it just to kind of look around and see what was going on?
0: Um, I will say when we played Texas and then also Baylor. I remember when we played Texas when we ran out the tunnel. So when we got inside the, uh, the, our locker room, it was not that packed, it was like starting to come in. I remember when we came out, it was like, it was crazy. Like I felt like if they had a um, a drone running it where we were running and just open up, it would have been a crazy look. But like just seeing that, and then also during that game, I was, my the my back of my heel was hurting. And I was next to our trainer, Big Mike, and I was just, we was just looking around like, oh my God, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then also Baylor, when they did the whiteout, I was like, this is crazy. So just, like, the support they have. And, like, I've been hearing... How I hear stories of, like, the camping out there and how they rush in. It's just crazy. Yeah. Like, I feel like people that, I wanted, that are considering it, you would be, like, a fool not to come here, really.
1: We're putting that one on Twitter right there. Marcus, you you are truly loved here. You Thank are. You. Thank you. And and I, I think that as as you move on to the next stage of life, whatever that is for you, whether it's football, basketball, like whatever it is, or you go become the director of the CIA and you're listening to all our phone conversations, like whatever it is. Um, I think you'll see, and I know you already know this, but Lubbock, Texas, Red Raider Nation, all across the country loves you. There's something different about you in particular. Like this whole, your entire team will, will go down in the history of Texas Tech as one of the most important teams in men's basketball history. No doubt about it. Wow. Like oh, that means a lot. Other teams maybe have gone, quote-unquote, further. There was the Elite Eight team. There's the championship team. And, yeah. and and we always have love for those teams as well. There's something different about you guys. You stuck with us, right, in, in a tumultuous time. Like, we yeah. didn't know what the heck was going to happen. But you stuck around, and the guys that came in, and you went to the Sweet 16, and you just ran up against the narrative of Coach K.
0: Yeah. Like, no. Can't really beat, can't really go against Dynasty right there. That's what I said.
1: (laughs) I mean, the only people, the media didn't want you to win that game. Oh, Um, it's
0: hard if, 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 and I found at the end, at the second half, they shot 70-something percent.
1: Yeah, in second half. You're not, not nobody's going to win that game.
0: And Coach K said they played their best half this whole season. So it's like, yeah, we gave, we did, we stuck to our game plan. What we did was just
1: juggernaut. I yeah. mean, there, there were beaten NBA teams in that second half that night. Yeah.
0: They wasn't missing. They had, to, we had to answer for them and they had to answer right back.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, you're loved here. Thank You You, you are Appreciate beloved. Uh, literally. I, my people keep texting me, asking me if I'm still in the podcast with you, uh, so many people are saying, Give, get this autograph, get this autograph, get this autograph. If you're listening, sorry, I didn't get any of the autographs, okay? Y'all can hit them up on Twitter yourself. <laughs> Marcus, thank you for coming on, thank man. Thank you for having me. I um, really appreciate it. And and we took a lot of your time, and I'm grateful that's that you, you gave us I'm this happy much that time. We did it. Man, it's going to be fun to watch what's next for you. And we look forward to you coming back. Next time you do come back, hit me up. We'll sit down here again and just catch up on whatever well, it is that's going definitely. on if you're cool with that. I'm down. I'm down. Awesome. Any final word for Red Raider Nation? Let's get it. I don't know, really. Just Red Raider for life. Let's go. This has been the Guns Up Nation podcast. Catch you on the next one.